This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hello. Welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. This is episode 12, a dozen, dirty dozen. (laughs) Integrating online and offline fundraising. Hmm. I'm your host. Ryan Thomas, Vice President at Oneicity. And I'm, I did better this time. I yeah, caught you did that, better. I caught that toss. Uh, I'm Steve Thomas, CEO and uh, one of the founding partners of Oneicity. Oneicity is spelled O-N-E-I-C-I-T-Y. And we're a boutique ad agency focused on fundraising and marketing for nonprofits. And we've been around a while. and Decade and a half. Yeah. If, but who's counting? And I have a great team and uh we do we've been doing fundraising for a long time which is what started this podcast because we realized wait a minute we've been having conversations outside of work hours boring people about fundraising well before we could bore people in yeah internet we, land. we've been we've been glazing people's <laughs> eyes over at dinner on you know Saturday when we're supposed to be at a cookout having fun with friends so, and we're like hey look at so open this mail what do you think would this make you give and they're like I don't can I, I just, just I just asked how your week was <laughs> and so we we've had a podcast for a long time and I uh, just never had microphones mics. yeah it's new yeah, so it's cool we decided to start this because you're in this work and care about fundraising. Think about it. So you can come have a seat at our table. Hopefully not glaze your eyes over too much. We'll see. And talk fundraising and have a, have a little fun, maybe a lot of fun, depending on the week. And uh, so we, we want the five-star reviews, ideally. Because that's, that's what the podcast people want. They, you know, because it... They, everybody's looking at that saying, hey, give me five-star reviews. That, yeah. The algo gets... That's right. But yeah. sort of like an ask array, if you're a fundraiser, yeah. uh, we'll ask for five, but we would also take a four. The key's the call to action. That's right. Okay. Give us that review wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And in all candor, I can't find where you can rate on Spotify. So I'll just settle for a download on Spotify because I'm a Spotify guy. Down okay, yeah. So download is the new five star. Well, on Spotify, no, I, I think yeah, you, no, you no, no. On Apple, yeah. on Apple, give us the five. Yeah. But if you're on Spotify, just download just it. Just download it. Yeah. Don't even have to listen to it. Although, how here's something interesting. They they're just Schroeder, Schrodinger's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, okay, the producer's giving. So us soon, the, soon the, we're gonna have a, go a spinoff of um, you know stoic and stoic fundraising. <laughs> uh, you'll get that uh, also on our Spotify channel. So. Five-star reviews mm-hmm. or download. Mm-hmm. 
preferably and, but mm-hmm. at least one or the other. And the occasional affirmation. Yeah. And bit. you can send those affirmations to, to podcast at onicity.com. And o- again, that's O-N-E-I-C-I-T-Y dot com. Yeah, that was well done. Dot com. Dot com. I did that last time. That was really good. Yeah. First segment, mail call, something we've seen or encountered in the wild, usually is fundraising related, doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw to you first, so here's the, the toss. The toss, yeah. And for those that didn't, haven't uh, seen the previous two episodes, I missed one toss when you changed things up, didn't signal to me, and so I was, I was a little hesitant, and so you... We're never going to let you live it down. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'm just, uh, just remember, I'm keeping score for every one of those shots you take. I'm taking a millennial shot. So feel free. It's good. It's good. Oh, great. What segment is this again? Oh, um, this is mail call. Mail call. Yeah. You're um, old. You know all about mail. Uh, yeah. Snail mail. But I recall this is all about something see- that, that you've seen, right? Or that's come to you. Yeah. We, ideally, you or I would have encountered this. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I've got. Um, The last couple of episodes uh, prior to this, we were dealing with leader voice. Correct. Talking about helping your your leader and therefore your fundraising become more human, connect with donors. And so I I spent some time uh, on Instagram. I was really hoping you weren't just bored. No, Instagram. He starts talking and pulls up wow, Instagram. And I was like, oh my so gosh. So Instagram uh, is, that, that's kind of my, the social media I enjoy. And um, I, I received, I've been following by more backs than anything else, a, a, a company, and it doesn't matter who they are, but they do, they're, they're trying to revolutionize the, the world of physicians. And so they are taking an awful lot of the, of the doctor stuff online obviously you know they're there you can't do everything but they're trying to do a lot of things and i was really struck by they the, the last two posts i have seen from them were um yeah hang on were how well do you know your doctor oh interesting and, and it says here's one my doc a former crossfit athlete trained in functional medicine uh feels that food and movement have the power to treat chronic health conditions and then here's the website you can go and learn more about him Okay, uh, then here's one. Uh, this just happens to be a woman, which I thought was interesting because the first one, my doc is, and then it's a certified badass. It's like two questions. Whoa. How do you get certified? As I w- a I'd like to take that. I'd like to take that course. <laughs> but and then, well, here's here's one of the reasons she got certified. She's a ten-time Ironman finisher, oh, a three-time Ironman world champion. Oh goodness! And she's an officer in the U.S. Army Reserves. Okay. Okay, so that's how you do it. So uh, one of the things that, that that just rang a bell with me because I was I was uh, listening to uh, those to episode the previous episodes on leader voice where we make the case is how that that knowing something about the person beyond the professional is a connector it it helps you. Uh, bond with that person and here's people doing doctor stuff which it really shouldn't matter who your physician is as a person. None of those had to do with went to this medical no, school. I, I, I didn't see him cat score. Although I, maybe they're maybe certifying as a badass uh, a lap is part of your physician training. I, I, I'm not sure about that. So <laughs> anyway, I, I just want to say there's, there's the, the scene in the wild in the, you know, it's just, 
this is real that people care about beyond just the, the, the professional relationship. So it's a great proof of concept because it would be very easy to take nine and 10 or eight, and nine, nine and 10 and say, okay, that you guys are full of crap. Yeah. You just made that up. Yeah. And we did make it up, but we're making it up because it works. Yeah. Everything got made up at some point. Yeah. And that's a good segue to mine, which is a, there's a for-profit company that I follow, interact with an email, you know, click on, on blogs. I'm on their mailing list. Um, I've signed up for a couple webinars and done that kind of thing with them. And periodically it's not monthly. It truly does seem to be when the data dictates. Uh, but I got one Friday, an email from one of their people who said, Hey Ryan, I think you'd be interested in a couple of these things. And they were, one was a blog post. One was a webinar that one I'd clicked on and the other I'd missed, but they did relate to a lot of the things I click on for them. And what I think they're doing is tagging people and what they click on by category that they have internally. And so realizing, oh, you, they clicked on four of these things, three of these things, they're into this kind of stuff and can then serve that up elsewhere is really interesting. But then I thought, okay, well, how, how could I use that for our clients? And the thing I think you can do is even if it was three months ago or two months ago or six months ago, it can still be relevant if it strikes a chord. And I uh, was using an event for an example. If you have an event or a gala, uh, back when people did those, and people are going to be doing it yeah, again. By that's the time true. By the time out. this comes out, yeah. people will be doing it. so. Your your event or your gala, people come. Uh, if you come across an article or a story, say that person who spoke, uh, one of your people uh, that your organization helps or had an impact, uh, does something else that's relevant you could blast that information back out to your list of people who came to the event and say, Hey, I, this is kind of random, but I thought you would be interested in this and have a high degree of confidence that a lot of them are going to be interested. Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to get upset because you thought of them. Yeah. And now if you say, Hey, I thought you might like this and it's all give us money, give us money, give us money. I thought you would like to know more <laughs> ways to give us money. You may run into some complaints or some, some unsubscribes, but if you're genuinely trying to cultivate what they like and serve that up to them, everybody likes the friend who says, Hey, you ought to watch this show if you haven't already. And they know your tastes. Nobody gets mad at that. No, no. And, and, uh, being thought of and not being, um, uh, over asked to make a, make a financial contribution is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel valued in the relationship and you're not just an ATM. Me anyway. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Next is something you should be doing if you're not already. This is where we really try to get practical immediately. Uh, a lot of the things we talk about in our episode topic may take time to install or figure out 
but this is something you can literally do as soon as you are completely done listening to our podcast and give us five stars, you can enact this and get rolling. And for me, it's go through your email inbox and look for, uh, I guess it could be your social media feed, but email inbox is kind of what I'm thinking of. And look for emails you get from for-profit mm-hmm. companies to see what what are they saying to you or what tactics are they trying? And uh, in their email, are they including this? Oh, well, maybe you can include that. Maybe they're including a GIF and you think, oh, that's really cool. I like GIFs. Let's see if we can include a GIF. And what can you copy or steal or borrow from these big, massive companies? Because you kind adapt. of adapt. adapt. That's even better. Because you're, when you do that, you're sort of leveraging their R&D department mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. They, they're probably paying three people uh, what you and I make just to sit around and think up ideas if you work at one of these big companies. And then you have to figure if it makes it to your inbox, a lot of people who get paid a lot of money if these big companies have all the technology at their fingertips thought this was a good idea. And one of the things that you can count on uh, with, let's just call it well above 90% of the for-profit stuff you're going to get is if it's not working, it, it doesn't see the light of day more than once. It, yeah, you, that's you true. Can, because in the nonprofit world, there's a lot of reasons to do things that, that don't work and you know that aren't producing a direct ROI. I'll talk about that in a segment to come. Um, but, but in the for-profit world, it's all about it's all about profit. If it's a if it's a publicly traded company, their number one thing is shareholder value, and so that's all that's one hundred percent what they're doing, and that comes from profit. That comes from what's what's coming in the door, and so you can be confident whatever you're seeing is to some degree working. The tricky part is not stealing; it's the adapting to your context. But there are always ways to do that. Yeah. There's always in spite of your stealing thing. That's one thing you're really good at is adapting that stuff. But just well, yeah, it's tough. I, I it's just, not Ocean's Eleven, man. You gotta yeah. not I think about that way. Yeah, I need a tux. Would you be the Brad Brad Pitt character in that? No, I want to. I want to be Clooney. Everybody wants to be Clooney. Yeah. that's my job. I'm getting enough okay. gray hair to be eligible. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, that's the plane. Okay, so you forward tees or toes? You past some teased. Is teased. Okay, teased. I okay. forward teased it. Yeah, you forward teased the second. And I can say you knew forward teased it, and that makes it a double past tense. So in like two episodes, we'll get to it. <laughs> It'll be a while. So with that forward tease, we're, we're apparently going to come back around to that. I may, it may come back around in this okay. episode. That's great. Uh, we'll so see. we'll get into, the, into this topic of online, offline, integrating, your fundraising. Mm. So first, those are buzzwords, man. That's awesome. Exactly. Oh, that's, we don't actually look at our notes, but that's perfect. And that my first thing was definitions. Ah, ah, good. Let's define some of these buzzwords online in our context is going to be anything that is not a piece of paper. It can be website, social media, email, landing page, Microsite. page. If it involves pixels, we're yeah. referring to it as online. Your the, the your um, Patreon you keep offering, but hadn't 
actually right. set up here. I'm forward teasing it then. <laughs> you're, you're just making that up. Okay. <laughs> but I think Patreon would be kind of fun. I, I, no, I, 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 I just don't we've had one discussion give. about what we could put on it. Yeah. We need to have at least two things people would get out of it. But okay. we're going to get there. We'll get if nothing it. else, just to put it up. And we can be the one who, do, who don't get anything. Podcast at winnesity.com. Yeah. Um, offline. How would you define offline? Everything that's not in that previous category. <laughs> no, this is I, celebrity jeopardy. I usually say, um, uh, I, in fact, I often liked saying analog because it's it's literally theoretically the opposite of digital, even though it's probably not. Um, it sounds good. So I, you know, that is direct mail. That is uh, anything that is physically printed that is tangible uh you know if you do swag coffee cups you know that would be offline Mm -hmm. so it is it's it's that space and it is often thought of as the old stuff even though um a a lot of the the offline world is very sophisticated now and has nothing to do with the old space in terms of you know what the good old days what we used to do in the good old days um that's all you know that that everything has changed in in every every industry and so it's it's that that piece for for many organizations it'll be uh, direct mail. It'll be a variety of, of um, collateral materials. What you know, brochures, brochures, pamphlets, pamphlets you know, postcards that you you print. You know, whatever you whatever you do, and then it's in person um, because while we in the COVID days there was an awful lot of of integration of of events that that had to do with the digital space. Uh, in the in the regular world, that's a that's another um, uh, non digital kind of event, kind of a thing. Okay. That how did I do? That, yeah, you that, did pretty good. Yeah, track yeah, one. Okay. Integration. Uh, we'll just we'll define as yeah we're putting together sandwiching, uh, keeping those related. Maybe not necessarily the same, but not separate. So next, I'll ask you: Why should you do this? Why, why shouldn't you treat an offline analog donor the same as you treat an online donor? Okay, so I, I've been listening to because uh, you know videos on the way. So I've been looking at some of the video we're, we're doing for this podcast, mm-hmm. and I was so I was listening to I think episode nine. I got on a, I just was enjoying beating you and other millennials up in a, in a good natured way. Um, so one of the things that uh, boomers get kind of hung with by often by guys like you. Aren't you the greatest generation? We are, are we're not the greatest. We're the funnest generation. <laughs> so, Technical term. <laughs> so we won't we want to go to that. But the, so a lot of times the idea is, you know, you old boomers, and I just, you know, that's just painful to okay, hear. Okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you're not hip. You you don't have all the cool stuff. Well, you know, I I think what happens is this this taking what is a principle that says, um, uh, folks my age and much older to that greatest generation, uh, greatest generation. Uh, those guys are not maybe native digital. They, yeah. they are not on the talk. 
They're, they're, you know, still trying to find their, you know, MySpace login. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, they, I, they know about their top five. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's to say, it's to say, you know, those guys don't do, so we don't have to, we're not going to even worry about that because those guys, we know who those guys over here, we're looking for these, the, the, the young generation, the new guys, and they're all hundred percent digital. Because they can't even find their checkbooks. They don't, they don't do anything. It's all Venmo and, you know, QR codes and all that stuff. Well, the problem with that is... Because you, you're saying people say that. Yeah, people in, the, in, the, in, our, in our space or, or who uh, consult and do agency yeah. work, I, I don't hear that as much as I used to. In the, in, in the early days of, of, of this agency... There was an all, we, we fought a fight on a regular basis to keep saying, no, 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 you, you cannot segregate these. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I, I still remember being in a, in a, in a meeting uh, where someone that, was, that worked at a, at a different uh, provider of resources um, uh, for, a, for a, a ministry was talking about, well, here, these are your online donors and these are your direct mail donors. And the problem with that is, is that doesn't hold up either over time or in any broad measure. Donors don't know they're supposed to only be offline or, or direct mail donors. They, if, if you've done a good job and built a relationship with them, all they want to do is, is connect and give a gift respond to the call to action and however you do that, whatever easy way you do that, that has got to be something that you allow, whether it is in the good old fashioned, you know, return envelope or in, you know, they, they whip out their phone and, you know, beep, beep, do, boop, it, boop. do it with the, the digital magic. Uh, Cause we, nobody, you know, I, I try to think, okay, in my life, how do things apply? And I don't, it's a bit of a macro or a, it's a bit of a micro, not a, a true analogy, but just because I called a service company last time on the phone, which is something I, I would do only if with a gun to my head, but say I called a service company the last time I might first try to text them or go through their online portal the next time. Mm-hmm. So I've just moved from a phone call customer to a website customer. Yeah. And I didn't know, wait, no, I can't go on their portal. I called them. I'm a phone call I'm a customer. Fo- I got to call them. So while there's water running on the phone, um, on the floor, I've got to find my phone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how, so you, you're basically saying that donors don't stay in their lanes. They don't know their, they don't even they're, know they have a lane. They're in not my even opinion. in a car. Yeah. Okay. And they're, and, and, and one of the things that's key is you, you, you're, uh, we, we've talked several times about calls to action and, and we'll continue to do that because that's, that's one of the things that, that is important for donors is to hear, what do you want me, what does the, the donor thinks? All right, so what, do you, what, do you, what am I going to do to help solve this problem? How do you want me to help? What do you want me to do? And that should include calls to action in your fundraising. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. Thanks a, very much. Like, have a good week. And, and, allow, and allow that call to action to have multiple places they can respond because... You don't know where they are or what's going on when they receive your uh, impact, whatever whatever that looks like, direct mail or you know a card or a 
text or a, however, uh, however you're communicating. However you're communicating. So you want to give, give them as many opportunities as possible. And for heaven's sake, don't restrict them to one or the other or, or any. Just give them as many options as possible. So had, okay. So I just like poking holes or uh, being a straw, a straw man. So how do you give them multiple options? All I sent them was a newsletter. Yeah. That's a piece of paper. You can't stick that in your in your fancy computer. So here How do I get on how do I become an online donor if you send me your newsletter? So I, I didn't know when I was gonna talk about this, but I knew I, I had an issue uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, you know, I've got, got I've lots got, of issues. I've got lots of it. I knew that was we're gonna be here a while. <laughs> I'm in therapy. I'm working on I'm better. Okay. So um in our work through the years, uh, we uh, we prefer to work with clients where we are doing as much of their uh, fundraising, donor relationship, uh, development work, however however you want to think about it, marketing, whatever, um, as possible. We're, we're as much because we're control freaks and we want all of it. Well, it's all about we we make more money when we do that, and so it's all about the money for <laughs> <The> cash. <laughs> no, so uh, the key is. Um, uh, we often will get called into, and, and it's like, hey, we need your expertise on this or that, not both. Okay, fine. We, you know, we, we want to serve clients. It really uh, toast my bread when I see, and I've done this twice now in the last uh, three years, I've done a review of someone else's work, and I'm looking through direct mail, and I see way down in the fine print, here is the URL for their website. But there's no, oh, you could also go online and give too. Or you can go, you could also um, give quickly and securely. You could help immediately by going to this landing page. So they give you the website because they kind of have to part of the letterhead. It just ticks me off. But what the reason that happens is the organization, it, the, the, the folks doing the work, uh, an agency or a consultant or a freelancer or however it's getting done, they're so focused on their lane and the measurement of the, of the single piece that they're not willing to help the organization because they're trying to take care of their stuff. Meaning they don't get credit. credit exactly. And Unless it, you give a newsletter gift. And it's so wrong on everybody's behalf. Um, one of the things that I love, we, we don't uh, have many clients that we don't do all the, 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 both, all the stuff. All the stuff, you know, the, the print and, and digital. But when we, when we are doing print only, uh, I love that ours have as many online tosses or kickers, we call them both things, but that, that's just a call to action of, of or. Or you could help immediately. Mm-hmm. Or if it's more convenient, give this. online. Um, it, is, it is fascinating how the credit and how focusing on the, sing, the, the, the ROI or the results from a single impact, which is so wrong, we're going to do, do an episode on that at some point soon, um, 
will absolutely mess you up because you're then you begin to be doing bad strategy because you're you're trying to get credit somehow that's that's totally un, un, un uh, unattached to what the organization is about what the donor wants really what leadership in any good nonprofit or ministry wants to do and so it's just nuts and 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 makes me crazy so yeah I got you jacked up. Got a little but, wound up. Which is good. No, it's not it's not a bad thing, but it uh it does relate to the mindset, I think, of the organization. Similar to that phrase when all you have a hammer, uh every problem is a nail. Exactly. If you are only doing the direct mail for an organization, it can be natural to fall in the trap of not pushing online, whether that's on purpose or just um, a lack of thinking. Either way, it's a disservice to the client. Yep. Just because that's that's what you're focused on. Yeah. Well, or you know, and, and we uh, our assumption is we have we have people who are doing their own work and uh, uh, at an organization uh, mm-hmm. where they don't have a, a coach or a consultant or an agency that that they can uh, get help from. You're. you're Another another way of thinking about integration is unification. You're you're bringing together a message and giving the the donor or the reader as many ways that they can help and respond as possible. Okay? Just just allow them to do this or do that. Now that's not to say you want to have a, a message where there's a there's a uh, five different calls to action or five different mm-hmm. things they should do. It's Here's the one thing we need you to do, and here are three ways you can do it, or here are two ways you can do it. This is a, a small difference. Uh, the thing I hate is in a newsletter, or it's harder to do in a letter, but I've seen it. Usually in a newsletter, there's three or four calls to action, mm-hmm. and not, um, not different iterations of the same call to action, but four different ones. Yeah. And that, ugh, that just bugs me. Well, and, and it's bad strategy. Mm-hmm. So I get yeah. confused, or maybe I maybe I cop out and I do the volunteer one, <laughs> and that one was free. Yeah. So now, okay, you've convinced me that I should integrate these analog, offline, and the cool, hot, new digital thing that is where all the good ideas are going. How do you do that? Well, um, first to think uh, every donor that you send out X to, whatever it is, email, uh, a video, uh, a letter. direct mail, a letter, a postcard to, um, they're not seeing it. They don't pay attention to it. Uh, that's one of the sad realities of our life is that donors aren't sitting at home waiting for your message. What, Maybe not your messages. There, yeah, there may be a couple. On my clients, they are. Yeah, most, most of the time they don't. So one of the ways to think about this is that offline, online should support each other and work together. They, they, but that does not mean everything that you send in direct mail or that you have in your collateral should have a, a, a you know, here's the email of that piece. So I, oh, this was a couple years ago, I got an e-newsletter from an organization, and this was obviously before we had this podcast. I've gone back, and I can't, I, I don't think I can find it. You can it. never find the best stuff, right? I got 
an email that was a scanned version of their, of their newsletter. Yeah. Somebody took their newsletter, put it on a pretty big scanner. Cause it was, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a big, easy. it's a That's big, a hard thing to do. I mean, you got a big then, flat bed or your, and your then sent it to me. Yeah. In case you missed this, it, <laughs> which it, you actually can't read. Oh, on, it was, <laughs> it was so amazing. It was horrible, but and it, okay, and it was so even titled, here's say, your e-newsletter. Let's just say, if that's, the, if that's all you can do, that's not terrible. If that's it. It's not ideal. Okay, well, now you make me look horrible. I, it's for, my intention. It's like hard-hearted. You, it's typical millennial. You that's want it true. your way. Yeah, I want my way. And it's, cheaper. And, how come they don't put that on TikTok? Yeah, so if that's all you can do, that, that's at least something digital. It's just really not ideal and you really don't have to do it that way, right? No, there's, that's what you really meant. Yeah, there. But you're right. Uh, I would have rather I would rather get some communication from you in that regard than none. I didn't mean to really no, you know, hammer you there. I but just you did. I you just did. I, you leave a, You left a big open. I fe- and I felt really bad once yeah, I saw said, where you were going with it. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun to watch your face. So nuts and bolts. Okay, let's take that example. We're okay. we're a small organization. It's just you and me. And we, we've heard about these e-newsletters. We think we ought to do one. Yep. We just put out an awesome print newsletter. Right. We got to get this to our donors. We're pretty sure we shouldn't use the scanner. Yep. Here is one suggestion I would give is what we should do is take our, fa- our fancy paper newsletter, pick out one or two things from it that mm-hmm. we would want a donor to see. If they're going to look at it, we hope they see this turn that into one email and it it only is a newsletter because you call it a newsletter Uh it it's not a newsletter because it unfolds or has a bunch of pictures and yeah that newsletter could be and this is another way uh for you to get you know hashtag free content is if you're struggling with even digital messaging Mm -hmm. you can take that newsletter you just did which was a lot of work i don't know many that are easy and that could easily be three or four digital touch points. So I, I'll just I'll just say, and I don't think you you're even aware of this. I was I, I was I was asked to review uh, for someone who's not a client uh, some um, some e newsletters, and to just say how can we help. And um, it was fascinating because they were unhappy with open rates. Okay. And they were very unhappy with their click-throughs and call-to-action responses and all of those things. Yeah. I, I reviewed two, and the two that I reviewed had nine sections, and one had eight sections. Good Lord. With a call-to-action at the end. At the, at, at the end of each section or at the very end? At the very end. And really big pictures. Big pictures. So go ahead, talk about that. Just trying to figure out where how to structure that. I don't want to do another leading question. Big pictures in print are usually pretty great and awesome. Yeah. Catches the eye. Yeah. In digital, the reason you don't want to do those, and by big picture, we're meaning size, actual um, inches, not file size, quality of image. Mm -hmm. Most 
if you're listening to this, I can almost guarantee that 51% or more of the people who open your emails are opening them on a phone. Mm-hmm. Depending on your email service, you can go find that out, see how close I am. You should. But if I'm opening on my phone and you've sent me a big, massive picture, yeah. I have to scroll past his entire face. So here's what I did with one of those email, with one of these e-newsletters. Did you is, screenshot it? And, uh, you should screenshot each paint. Oh, here's I, one that looks like. I did, but I can't show that. Um, the, this, the, so as I, here's my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I would call it up, I would go scroll, scroll, next section, scroll, next. So they were two scrolls a section. Goodness. Okay. I don't, you know, you, you, you get, is there a measurement for that? So. What do you two, mean a measurement? Well, I mean like. I don't know how many lines that is, but that it's, it was, so the eight sec, the eight section newsletter was 16 full screen scrolls or swipes to get to the bottom call to action. And you're on a pretty big iPhone. Well, yeah, I got old eyes. I went ahead and take that shot. So you you didn't have to. So that, that was a freebie. That's yeah. Don't do that. But, so, so yeah, so think about, so go, go to but, the, to talk about the phone thing. Cause it's not, it's, you know, it's, it, um, mobile is real. And, and if, if you're plus or minus, however you want to, who, however they want to mm-hmm. discount your, yeah, your my, opinion. My guarantee. Yeah. Um, there's a, most people are seeing a little section going past mm-hmm. and, uh, which is why even if, You've gotten small images. Let's let's size it. We're not gonna. They're not gonna be massive. Let's copy and paste our awesome column from the newsletter. Pop it into the email, and let's hyperlink this one and this one. Mm-hmm. You're not done because another thing to take into account with screen size is uh, sentence length or paragraph length, because mm-hmm. in print. Uh, because you have more control, you have control over the piece of paper. You can see exactly where those line breaks are going to be for every reader, whether they're an old or whether they're a young person getting mail and digital. Every email program that someone's really using is going to dynamically change the size of those sections to fit the screen. And so counterintuitively shorter sentences or shorter sentences and shorter paragraphs are the way to go because people are used to scrolling to get that next line of content. People are not used to scrolling just to see what's next. Oh yeah. Oh, so similar to, yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about before uh, you can write a long email if it's good. Don't get caught up in only this many sentences or this many paragraphs. The rule of thumb says. Well, the rule of thumb is stupid. Because um, if, every, if, <laughs> if everybody's doing it, you all look the same. If every man's got a thumb, then the blind man mm-hmm. is the king. Yeah, sure enough. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> and so pay attention to your sentence length and what can look like choppy, uh, repeated one-sentence paragraphs could actually be two or three, two or three sentence paragraphs on, on your phone. And, and what you're saying is that you, you can take a, 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 a print, the analog uh, newsletter, and turn it into three or four pieces of content 
for digital, not all one e-newsletter, but multiple. And don't maybe call one an e-newsletter, but you could just say, hey, I thought you'd be interested in this. Volunteer news. I mean, that's, let's just say, let's say four things you could get out of a newsletter. That's a month if you email once a week, which is very standard. That's a nice thing. That's a month of digital content just off a print newsletter. Yeah. Of which the theory is donors are going to want to hear. Yeah. And you may be saying, well, I don't want to do that because maybe, maybe you're right. And well, donors, donors aren't in my lane. Here's the thing oh. though. What, what some old guy is going to say or old person's going to say, not always guys. Uh, they're going to say, well, but they've already read that newsletter. They don't want to get it in an email. So what's your response to that, Mr. Smarty Pants? First off, there's no way to know if they read it. Two, if as long as it's not, um, as long as it's not an, an ask, um, and even then I can get around it, but nobody minds seeing something the same time. Now there's a difference in minding versus loving. I may see the same volunteer news column or urgent needs section from the newsletter. I may get an email about it. Oh, okay. I've seen I'm, that. I moved on. I, I didn't engage because I engaged previously, but I'm not mad. I haven't angered you or you haven't angered me. I'm not unsubscribing. And so even though that could be duplicate content. You're not angering anybody. And you'd, I'll take all the at-bats I can get. So think about it. So, so we know about um, influence and fundraising, marketing in U.S. and Canada. So maybe mm-hmm. what I'm getting ready to say may be different in other parts of the world. But in the U.S. and Canada, here's what I know. Consumers who are, don't, who are, the, you know, the, who are your donors, they're very sophisticated sophisticated consumers of media and advertising and marketing they're, They are, they're swimming in it all the time. And think about the number of repeated messages you receive every day. And while you may not love them, you are not surprised to see a repeated TV commercial, hear a radio commercial, see something on the talk, however mm-hmm. you're getting it. You, you have to make sure you are understanding it is okay to do some repetition because as you were talking about at bats, it takes some repetition even to get in someone's brain. And I got to tell you, even if they have seen it twice, the odds are it didn't register the first time, sadly enough. And maybe not the second time. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a process. It's an attention funnel almost. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the keys to integration is people being able to, we have a couple of clients that uh, we do uh, large campaigns that involve far more than direct mail and far more than digital. You know, I mean, you, you Massive and your websites, team do, do landing pages. website landing pages and then add outdoor and bus and some kind of interesting collateral stuff. Well, all of that, the purpose of all of that is to get the a little bit of a message, get a little bit of awareness so that when something else comes along, it's yeah, I have that awareness. So it is that the, the terrifying thing for me in this integration conversation is anyone out there who's still thinking about bifurcating the world into digital and not young, old, 
Yes, there are some differences between sure. us individually as the way we operate. But one of the things that I love is if you were to, to lay out uh, some of your behaviors and some of my behaviors, some of your tendencies and some of my tendencies, they wouldn't line up naturally by age. No, you wouldn't. It, if we didn't label exactly. one of us does this, one of us does that, you wouldn't know who is goofus and who was gallant. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't oh, know. You wouldn't nice. know who is the old yeah. and and who's the young and, one. And that is that is very uh, common. We are not outliers in that. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, one of the well-meaning mistakes is thinking, well, we only have old don- older donors, and everyone has older donors. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that. Or we're going after the young guys, so we don't have to do or worry about that. No, 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 no. It is about the whole the the whole picture, every way you can get attention. It's everywhere, everywhere. So let's say, I'm I'm an organization. Okay, that was super helpful. Except we don't do a newsletter. So <laughs> I listen to all of this, and I I still it's don't like know. Fast how forwarding to something that's relevant. Myself, fast forward. Fast forward. forward. So what I what I would say is the way I approach integration. First off. Give yourself time to plan and not just plan this project, but know, okay, this is going to be ideally a analog and digital thing. Hmm. Because if you know that going in, you aren't then later realizing, wait a minute. Oh man, (laughs) we should have got budget. We've got budget for a digital. We got to throw this together. It's supposed to blast (laughs) on Thursday and it's Wednesday. Okay. Been there, done that. You can get it done, but you're not going to do your best work. No. So plan out in advance. Okay. Uh, we're doing this in, in June. So, okay. Th- this one is going to integrate that way. That one, that one's a postcard. I, that, I don't really see how to integrate that. So let's just, we're going to have that. That's our integration piece. And mm-hmm. once you've isolated that or them, if there's more than one, the way you plan one of them is the way you plan the other. You, yeah. if you're planning an appeal, ideally, especially if, especially if you've listened to previous episodes, you're going to think about, okay, what's the problem we can come to a donor with? We can, what's the solution we can tell a donor that we are providing for this problem? Here's how you, Mr. Donor, can participate in our solution. And here's what happens if you don't. The world will be a scary place. Consequences. That's no different in analog yeah. than it is online. It, it, some, it, somehow it works both Once ways. Once you have that scaffolding, you just write about it in direct mail and then write about it in digital or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some people... They point to each other. Yeah, they, they point back and forth. And we have different people on our team who prefer writers, who prefer to do it in different order. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that for the longest time. Uh, they, uh, I don't want to... Name names. One of them, someone <laughs> got sick and said, Hey, I've got, I didn't, I'm not gonna be able to get both of these done by this day. It's gonna be a couple of days late, but I got this part done. And it's, I was like, <laughs> Wait a well, minute. It's like, if you did the email, then. <laughs> Why are you doing that one first? Like, no, I said, Well, if you've got the email, you can give me, you can give me the appeal, their direct mail. Uh, well, no, I told, I just told you I've written it. I'm like, But you wrote the email. How could you do that first? And, it was an embarrassingly long time and back and forth before 
they had assumptions, I had assumptions before we realized, wait, we do things in different order. And, and it doesn't matter. And, and a donor great, doesn't know. And, it's and, awesome. And so, and so here's one of the things I want to observe first is that is a great illustration of the uniquenesses of individuals of which, you know, while there are, you know, you can, you can do broad strokes. Everybody does it a little bit differently. You're trying to find the big thing. And the age of our team is you weren't dealing with old people. No, 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 this person was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this person was my age. Yeah. And, but yet, thought about something that is similar, exactly the opposite of you. Yep. Okay. I rest my case. So truly, if you can do one, if you can wrap your head around a direct mail appeal or a direct mail newsletter, you can wrap your head around a tied-in, integrated, perfectly wrapped email, landing page, uh, anything in the digital space, social media posts that come from that and share that DNA or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. You write the digital, you create a newsletter Correct. out of that DNA. Yeah. Or, um, you know, one of the things that, that again, my assumption, because that's just, you know, we, we have people in our group that are small shops, small organizations, mm -hmm. and, uh, direct mail doesn't fit them. And so digital is their primary nope. piece. So well, how does integration work for those folks? Well, tell me, I, so if, if they're only doing digital, hmm? um, you can integrate, let's take an email and you can integrate your email with your Facebook or exactly. your Instagram. Exactly. Well, how do I do that? It's really weird. Okay. So you sent an email about somebody you helped. Yeah. Or a need. Or a need. Let's, let, let's start with somebody you helped. Um, we did a sloth farm. We've done kangaroos. Um, I don't take more time. So it's a, you, you run a kangaroo, a small kangaroo nonprofit, and you sent an email about... Joey. About Joey, who was in a really tough spot, but donors like you stepped in. Uh, but there are others like Joey mm -hmm. out here in the outback who need help and for 2717 you can help provide an amazing sanctuary experience and life for a rescued kangaroo from the outback. Mm -hmm. Well, get that picture of Joey, mm -hmm. put that in as your Facebook visual post, mm -hmm. and just quickly summarize uh, that appeal. And what I would say is don't really look at it first. Do your first draft of your Facebook post pretending like you are sending a text to a friend oh, nice. yeah. who doesn't follow your org, but you want them to know about Joey. Yeah. Hey, came across this, um, this kangaroo. He was really in a, he was in a, a tough horrible spot. spot. Yeah. We didn't think he was going to make it, but Joey did make it because of donors supporting our organization and for more information, for more information, click here, read about him, you know, put his story on the website, click here to help others like him. That's a, that's a really great first draft yeah. of, of a Facebook post. You take your email, take out some calls to action, take out a salutation. That's a blog post. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once you've done one thing, you have really created 80% of the work for two or three other things. Precisely. Work smarter, not harder. And, and, and one of the things that's key in this is to not dream about when we get to the point we can 
have X, have direct mail, have uh, one more newsletter a year. Take what you have, use it wisely, and and as you're saying, integrate the messaging. And one of the things that that I uh, I'll just call out that we've both been talking about, we haven't actually said explicitly, so I'm going to say explicitly, um, is the integration we're talking about is is unification of the message, which is platform agnostic. It is about taking this message and finding as many ways to say the same message a little bit differently, appropriate for each channel mm-hmm. or strategy or medium or however, Whatever. however you want to think about it. So that you're you're not <laughs> doing the the equivalent of scanning your newsletter and putting you know posting it on Facebook. You're saying here's here's a teeny tiny section. Here's that. You know, Facebook's not going to raise a lot of money, but you can raise awareness. You can drive, it, Facebook it, can drive traffic, traffic, attention, and and so one of the things that I I would say to anyone who is starting out, or you know, we we have we have. Uh, um, smaller organizations who are in our, our tribe. And it's, it's about know what you have and, and connect. And so you're integrating, you don't dream about direct mail and because you don't have a, lot, a big print budget, you, oh, I can't integrate. No, 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 no. If, if you've got a website and you've got email and here, if you've got an actual alive leader who is a person there's some integration opportunities because here's what's really interesting is one of the biggest disconnects I've seen through the years of integration is how the outbound, the um, uh, direct mail, the emails, the let's call it produced messaging can be very different than what the organization says when they're in person. Hmm. And so the, that integration of what, what do we say in public? What are we saying when we're doing a, a volunteer drive? What do we say when we give a tour? Is there some connector to what's on our website and in our email? That unification of message will make a big difference, and that's that's a piece of what we're talking about. Spoiler alert, those should match. It's a good what, idea. What, what you say to people and how you sound in person ought to be the same as what you're saying in your newsletters and your appeals and, you know, whatever, because otherwise people are going to wonder, wait a minute, or worse, they won't wonder and they'll forget who you are because one of them is interesting. The other one's not or inconsistent and you fall off their radar. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just a battle between print and digital or analog and digital. It is about, Every way our message is disseminated. So your board. What does your board say about what you do? Because your board, and there's another topic for your podcast. Uh, you know how do you how do you help them know what to say? That integration of message can be so strong, and, and we have clients where that integration is so tight, and they have done such a great job of equipping everybody here's what how you talk about it here's what this is about that is so that's hard work it is not glamorous and it falls off a lot of people's radar because they're not thinking about that as integration yet that is literally some of the most important integration you can do on fundraising messaging yeah i should have titled this this episode you know integration it's not just for digital anymore or ooh, that would have been pretty good yeah Let's just redo this. We'll just All right, we'll again. start over. No, I ain't starting over. No way.
I was looking for I was looking for a good segue. I didn't have one. Okay. Uh, so we're just, we're gonna go to just pump the brakes on your radar. Okay. We mentioned things that should be on your radar integration wise, but this is something that sometimes is fundraising related, sometimes not, often not. But we can apply it because again, this work doesn't stop. It doesn't exist in just in fundraising magazines or you know anywhere. You can see something on TV. So this is something that uh, you and I would pass back and forth saying, hey, if you haven't read this, this should be on your radar or uh, check this out. We don't have to talk about it instantly, but mm, come, Let's come back to that. Yeah. yeah, Don't let me forget. So mine is a follow on Twitter um, at business barista hmm. spelled just like, like you would assume. Uh, he, I didn't put his name down. I can't remember his name, but he founded the email newsletter, uh, the morning brew. Oh, nice. How about that? Is massive. I'm a huge fan. If you, if, if you don't already subscribe to it, it's worth it. It'll hit your inbox five 30 in the morning and 10 minutes. You're pretty well educated for the day. But what he started doing on Twitter are these really informative threads of, um, business leaders or companies that, for companies, he gives a quick history of the founding of the company, big decisions they've made, mm. why they're successful, but applies it to you that I'm putting in quotes because he doesn't really know who you are. Right. And he doesn't have a niche. So he's just applying it to regular people if you are in work. And wow, that's, that's interesting. So he did, um, the one I was reading the other day was Berkshire Hathaway. And walked through you know, one of the ways that um, Buffett, one of the early ways he got a leg up on things was as a kid, he hung out around uh, Coke machines back when they were bottles. And okay. so he would look at what bottle caps were on the ground because that's clear indication of what, of what, mm-hmm. of what people are purchasing to then um, in school, they did the, the mock stock market. Yeah. And so he made, he didn't make a billion dollars, but he made a lot of money in school just by betting on the Coke companies that oh, he knew people. Interesting. Purchased. Soft drink companies. Yeah. Not the oh yeah. It's, yeah. Lowercase C uh, okay. down in the South. We call everything a Coke, okay. but except Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'll be, uh, we don't integrate our soft drink choices. <laughs> and uh, he walks through the types of companies that, Warren Buffett bets on, which are usually consumer goods Mm. and long plays. He doesn't like big, quick hits because he is looking at the long game. He's not worried about a little bit of risk. It's over time. Is this going to succeed? Okay. Coke stock may be expensive, but do I think they are going to continue to be a massive player in the marketplace? Yes, we're going to buy Coke because they're going to go up. Insurance companies, he buys a lot of them. So, um, that, and how he applies that to people is saying, okay, you should look at the long game of your career and your business. Don't worry about what happened today or even this month. Look at the year and even look at, okay, what can I learn from this failure? Uh, cause he's, 
he's made mistakes. It's hard to find mistakes when you've made that many billion dollars, but he's made some mistakes and he's pretty candid about them. And the difference between him and other people is he, he doesn't hide from his mistakes and he looks them right in the eye and says, okay, here's what we did wrong. Hmm. Where can I learn? And there, he talks about, there were a couple of times where he made a mistake and he looked for a company just like the one he made a mistake on. So he could instantly go and rectify that mistake. Nice. So they're usually 10 to 12 tweets long. Okay. And what's the name of it again? It's um, he's at business barista on Twitter. If you're not a Twitter person, what do you do? Um, Google Twitter and then colon the at symbol okay. business barista. And you'll find, you'll find his page and then you'll have to scroll. Cause he, he just started these in the past month or so. So okay. he hasn't developed a hashtag for him, but right. eventually he will. Nice. I like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to, I'm adjusting what I was going to talk about when I'm, I, Ooh, we like I adjusting was, on the fly. Audible. Well, sometimes it works. Um, so I, I had to Google cause I couldn't remember exactly the name of it. So there's a documentary called becoming Warren Buffett, which mm-hmm. is fascinating because it, it reveals more about him as a person. And there's some conversation about his investing thing. I just had to throw that in. So mine is, um, uh, clubhouse. Okay. You, you, you know, kids today, you're familiar with that? I, yeah, I'm familiar with Clubhouse. So talk about it. Clubhouse is audio only. Right. Hot, 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 hot. Social media. A couple months ago, fallen off. But, um, and it's, it's an app. So you open your app and you can choose your room and you hop in a room and it is essentially unfiltered, uh, regulated audio. It's just people it's like talking. being in a room with people, except you can't see them. You're if just you're, yeah, if you're in the clubhouse room, everybody's phones have their mics turned on, and you just talk and you listen. You can quickly interject. You can have control of a room. Mm-hmm. Can, it, if yeah. you're a clubhouse leader or So here's something. what I'm going to say about this, and this is I, I'm veering toward crotchety old guy. Okay. It's so like that they invented radio. <laughs> yeah. So me and Warren Buffett back in the day. Um, so uh, I was, I, I was actually invited to clubhouse before you, I got to invite you. Yeah. yeah. Kind of bitter about that. But anyway, yeah, a little bit. so um, less so now that it's not taking off, but <laughs> well, here's why it's not taking off is everyone was consumed uh, with, the possibilities and didn't focus on the strategy to move them where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what's going on there now, even back before and then now is it's a bunch of marketing blah, blahs and who are all promoting themselves, talking mm-hmm. about themselves in rooms full of people who are talking about themselves and trying to become like them. Don't, Focus on the cool channel or the gizmo. I mean, think about five or six years ago, the number of clients we had that either had apps or were considering building apps. Yep. And the number of times we went, why? Well, what are you going to do with that? I, How does I that? saw so-and-so yeah, get an app. And, and I want one. And Billy on our board, his son's building apps. We could do that. Well, like really cheap, too. Could you just you know, send him a suitcase full of money and skip the hassle? So anyway... 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah. So, I've forgotten about the app. So part. for so every, all of this stuff, whether it is good old, you know, ink on papyrus or whether it is whatever the hottest new digital thing is, it doesn't matter. Put on your radar, what is your strategy to connect with donors? Mm. How does it work? Ignore the hype or if you find a way to fit it, roll, surf the hype, go hard at the hype, but make sure you have a strategy. One of the, what got my attention was one of the guys that um, I follow who is, uh, has, a, has a very successful um, uh, company that does digital and social media for for-profit companies and is, is you know, probably in the eight and nine digit successful kind of range is, is big time. He, in his email to people that are on his insider list, was talking about the number of people he knew that were on Clubhouse but had no strategy, mm-hmm. had no idea. And I see that we nonprofit people get consumed in a small way, usually with smaller numbers, but we make the same mistakes. So think Clubhouse, but at anybody who comes in where they want, want you to do direct mail or you know, smoke writing or, or rent a balloon somewhere to, to publicize your event. What's your strategy to connect and build relationships with donors? Then you can assess whether that's a good piece or not. So I'll use TikTok as an example. The talk! Because um, first, my favorite TikTok account is the Washington Post. Well, that's a... Those those guys are crazy, you know, avant garde, yeah, wild, wide eyed guys. And so what what they did? The guy's name is uh, J Dave. I don't know if it's Jorgensen. It's J O R G E N S E N. Have you noticed that we don't know how to pronounce people's names, but we know how to spell them? Yeah. Mm. So I don't know like what that means. I don't either. Uh, probably makes me old. But mm. what Dave did when he got hired. He worked at the Washington Post, and then he got moved into their TikTokers. Got told, "Hey, do, <laughs> do our TikTok with this thing." <laughs> you know, he got and squatted on the handle. Mm-hmm. Didn't post a TikTok. Didn't post a talk for a year. Well, but followed, this annual review was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> followed all the brands. Followed the kit. He engaged. He figured with it, it out, right? To figure out what works, what makes a, a successful TikTok. And then was at the same time thinking, okay, how do we make this format relevant to what we do? Not making the news funny, but how do we do funny things that relate to the news? One of the early things they did was in the 2016 uh, presidential campaign, primarily with the, uh, with the primary candidates, they would engage with that person in an interview and they do the green screen effect or they'd ask them funny questions or show them memes and that became their TikToks. And so now I love them because I learn things. They'll do funny things, explain the filibuster, explaining how a bill gets through uh, Congress. I guess they can't watch schoolhouse rock, but that's a way like they're my favorite following. It doesn't involve puppy videos usually. No cats. Yeah. Or people falling down. So applying that to a nonprofit, I was on a call with a client a few weeks ago who asked, hey, uh, should we get into TikTok? I'm thinking about that. I, I, what do you, you think said, about that? I'll get back to you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I explained that first, and this wasn't what they expected me to say, is you, you should definitely not 
pay me and my team to do your TikTok, which got their attention. And I said, yeah, let's talk about that later. It's it's not it not going to raise you money. One, you shouldn't be asking for money on TikTok because oh, that'd be bad use. <laughs> Right now, now this could change in the weeks between when we're recording and when this goes live, but right now the best TikToks are funny, lighthearted, or educational. Mm-hmm. Not a great look if you are a nonprofit helping people in the street or helping sad cats. Hey, it's Giving or, Tuesday. Give yeah, to us. Yeah, give to us. Hmm, sad face, happy face. But what you could do with TikTok, and what, what I told our client was... TikTok is the perfect place to build out your character and let followers see behind oh, the curtain. That was a backward toss to Yeah, it, was, it was, sort of was. And I if I'd thought about this conversation when we were have when we were talking about Leaderlands, I would have used this in, as okay. an example, but I said so a couple weeks ago you guys recorded uh, some really cool videos with your leader. Mm-hmm. I got to imagine that those weren't one take videos yeah yeah. if you've got if you haven't deleted the other ones post the outtakes on tiktok and then reply to that you can do a tiktok series with the finished product and show people how that happened and then the next time you're doing it have someone else record the filming be out of frame of the original but get what it, what all goes into doing this. Go down to behind the scenes. Go down to different parts of your organization and show what's happening. And you don't have to put that to music. You don't have to do it really funny. But those quick looped videos mm-hmm. of behind the scenes happening are sticky and let donors see what it's like and see who you are. And that's the time you, uh, as the camera holder, can come out from behind and. And, and talk about some things. And so I explained TikTok is a personality space, not at this point, I believe, a financial space. But the key was, I said, the worst thing you can do is just start trying things. Have a strategy. Hmm? Know where you're headed. That's yep. beautiful. Beautiful. Works Great. for Clubhouse or TikTok. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That was kind of cool that we we integrated all that. Yeah, we, we integrated our integration episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was unified. And it was not practiced. No. Because people would be shocked to know we don't practice No, this. I don't actually think they'll be shocked to know that. No, not I think at they'll all. be like, well, that's why those guys they'll are They'll be like, look, good. I'll join your Patreon if you'll get an editor <laughs> and splice this up. Or a up. teleprompter. You could do that. Yeah, oh, that would be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, we could, we could practice. They're rough. Enough of that. Yeah. Um, integration is good. It is it's the not, thing, man. It, it's important. It's both important. It's not nearly as hard as you think it is. And you, it, you just got to try. Yeah. And, and just, just think it's not about uh, the channels. It's about the message and making sure you get the message in a strategy everywhere you're doing your stuff. Yep. If you do it once, you can do it twice. All the different channels. Yeah. Got it. This was episode 12. How about that? Of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. On our next episode, I always this is my favorite part. We're going to go over how to target geriatric millennials <laughs> for planned giving. Oh, oh, that's so good. I'm Ryan Thomas. And I'm Steve Thomas. Thanks punch, for listening. Punch Send the button. Your five star reviews in wherever you get your podcast, download on Spotify, and all your feedback and questions to podcast at onicity.com. Thanks. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.